y'all doing? Hey, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to another yes. podcast episode. Yes, alrighty, guys. So today we will be talking about two beloved things here. Okay, hobbies and mental health. Child, we're gonna yes. get right into it. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. This is gonna be a great yes. discussion. Very excited. So, family, if we haven't learned anything over two years, we are now in recovery from a pandemic. It mm-hmm. is the importance in having hobbies and focusing on your mental health. Um, before we can discuss hobbies and their importance, we must first talk about mental health. Yes, absolutely. So, basically, mental health is by far one of my favorite topics to discuss Primarily because, well, it's something that definitely, truly affects all of our daily lives, okay? Be it you want to admit it or not, okay? But unfortunately, so many people are misinformed and misguided when it comes to the topic that more often than not, the perspective is often one-sided or is jaded. Mental health is just that. It's about the health of your mental state. Think of it this way. Just like our bodies, okay, they need physical checkups, so does our beautiful minds, okay? Therefore, the presence of having hobbies is one way to strengthen those muscles. Now, with that in mind, let's dig a little deeper and discuss the the definition in greater depth, okay? Well, mental health is a state of emotional and psychological well-being in which an individual is able to use their cognitive and emotional capabilities to function in society and meet the ordinary demands of everyday life. Talk to them, okay? Now, here's the thing. (laughs) The formal definition of mental health, okay? Mm -hmm. Like you just said, okay? Mm -hmm. Sounds more polished (laughs) than the struggles that will later follow, okay? Mm -hmm. Check me out. Functioning in today's society, regardless of your mental health, is very challenging. You have good mental health, challenging. Bad mental health, challenging. Either way, you're still going to adhere to some challenges, right? Um... I also have a few questions regarding the phrase meeting, okay, the ordinary demands of everyday life, okay? Everything about that sounds a little daunting and more so leans on the side of questioning one's ability to get up every day and go to work, okay? Which many of us, if not all, have witnessed and or experienced work environments that have induced a strain on our mental health, okay? Without going too deep, of course, There's a definitive reason, in my opinion, okay, why folks have chosen other alternative working professions, okay, to protect their mental health. Do you all think the definition is a bit outdated? Um, Does it kind of raise a few hairs? Or do you honestly just agree with it? Um, Be sure to let us know. I want to hear from y'all, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So mental health is not something that we should only focus on with adults but with children also as they are growing and developing at all stages from newborn to adulthood. Yeah, it's a good thing to talk about kids regarding Mm -hmm. this because keep in mind, adults were once children. Hello, okay? Mm -hmm. You literally can't have one without the other, right? For that reason is why we need to communicate and educate our youth about the realness of mental health, okay? And specifically, their mental health, right? Regardless if it isn't the easiest thing to talk about, 
honestly, that's more the reason why we should discuss it, okay? Those difficult things are important to discuss. I can definitely vividly remember at what age and where I was when I first started struggling with my own mental health. Now, I wouldn't advise disregarding a child's mental health state and expecting life to, you know, just teach them the hard lessons. But then again, that's just my personal opinion, okay? Um, Kids are also people, okay, who have their own what? Lives. I know that might be hard to stomach, but it's true. They're people and they have their own lives, okay? Their own identity. Hello? Period, okay? We disregard kids too much. Nonetheless, don't forget that, okay? Um, I, for one, grew up in a home filled, filled to the brim with love, compassion, tenderness, all of that. And not to mention everything that I can ever ask for and still found myself struggling with my own existence, my own mental health, my own internal struggles that had nothing to do with my upbringing. Nonetheless, let's just keep it real. Life is tough for everyone, regardless of their age, dude. That is very (laughs) important that we get that. Okay. For real. Um, so, misconception alert, y'all. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, historically, the terms mental health have been used negatively to describe a person as being mentally ill, incapable, unwell, unhealthy, a dangerous person, etc., which is completely far from its meaning as previously described. And another thing. Just because you have a mentally ill parent and or guardian does not make you mentally ill. And another thing, (laughs) again, stop diagnosing people with a mental illness just because they say or do something that doesn't align with your thinking, Mm. okay? Your diagnosis, more often than not, is based on your perception Mm -hmm. and not the reality of the person in whom you are judging. Mm -hmm. Everyone is allowed to have a bad day, week, month, or even year or years. Mm -hmm. You don't know what people are dealing with. So miss me with all of your amateur diagnostic measures that don't measure up. Okay, because it all comes from people who are disqualified, and we definitely do throw that mental health you know mentally ill more so term around so much when we're not getting what we want out of people that's all it comes down to when you're not getting what you want when you expect people to act a certain way when you have i don't know certain biases against people Mm, okay i'm just saying Mm. i'm just saying it'll have you have these preconceived notions honey Mm -hmm. that's gonna make you act out of character and project and all of that to other folks because of hello how you feel about yourself your reality your existence and your experiences but you aren't the judge at the dock and you don't get to make those calls so let's stop that for real all right come on okay <laughs> Lord. so the terms mental health um have been used also to remove people from their jobs and their careers parents from their children and children from their parents. Mm. These terms have been used to remove legal rights and privileges as citizens of the United States of America Mm. to include the removal of one's own personal freedom by way of incarceration in the jail systems as well as mental hospitals. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to this. There's a whole lot of work that still (laughs) needs to be done. Okay, we got to come together and work on all of this because it's it's just very unfair to all, everybody involved. everyone involved. Everyone involved. 
else. Like, if it's not affecting you directly, okay, good for you. If there's something, you know, your mental health is in a place that's more, perhaps more manageable for you, right? But there's other folks that are dealing with things. So you don't have the right, again, you don't have the right to stand in the way of children and other folks' livelihoods, period, okay? Mm -hmm. Nobody should have that much power. Nonetheless... Okay, not to mention when we people are being uh, when we are misdiagnosing again, because this is coming from unqualified people Mm -hmm. Uh, in conjunction with the poor overuse of the phrase mental health. It can just as equally rip apart families, just like you said, inside and out. I mean, I'm sure so many people can relate to someone calling that one cousin or relative crazy Mm -hmm. and then completely writing them off seriously and to be honest in a lot of our own immature errors okay we've likely done the same thing dude but to be honest it's just not fair to anybody we don't have the right to do that cut that behavior out okay um and to be honest instead of maybe you know take the time to get to know them okay again without having judgment and also look back on yourself okay because we're a lot of us out here just mirroring folks Okay, instead of believing or so believing what someone else says, because a lot of times it don't even be your own ideas. It don't even be your own biases. You're picking that up from other people because of he says, she say because of other people's experience. We do it all the time. We don't want to be dealing with somebody because of somebody else's experience. You see that all the time in friend groups where, you know, one falls out with the other one and then they expect you to stop kicking with them or being friends with them or whatever the case may be because of their experiences. It happens in families and friendships all across the board now just again just go back to checking yourself because who are you to be judging anybody prejudging judging at all we don't do that around here so i mean how would you feel think about it if it was you and i know it's hard to kind of look back at it that way but you need to look at yourself how would you feel tune up your perspective mind you we are all living in our own reality with our own individual fears concerns doubts but also our successors so i mean for real Seriously, um, because before there was ever a personality test available for me, mm-hmm. I can remember uh, being told by my mother as a child that I'm too emotional mm. when I displayed my emotions. And it didn't matter if I was happy, sad, or in between. Um, and it was made uh, to make me feel bad about myself for, for just being myself in that yep. moment, yep. you know. Um, with hindsight always being 2020, yep. um, I now know that she was operating out of an oppressive state of being um, that she projected onto me in an attempt to make that school of thought my reality. Yep. Um, and she was in error in doing so. So parents, again, please uh, don't do this to your children when they display their emotions, okay? It's better to talk to them. Y'all talk yep. it out yep. so that uh, everyone can move on and your relationships uh, will become stronger because yep. of And that. not just for them to be heard but also for them to be listened to you know like you take the time to create space more so Mm -hmm. create space and opportunity Mm -hmm. for them to feel comfortable and safe and secure um, expressing themselves expressing what they're going through processing it also Mm -hmm. because it might they may present it a certain way but it's a little deeper there's a deeper rooted issue problem concern something that maybe you've overlooked Right. So taking that time to actually create a safe space for folks, for them to feel comfortable to even say, hey, I think this is what it is. But can you kind of help me unpack it? Mm-hmm. We, we as people, if you are someone who has a hard time even unpacking and creating space for your own emotions, 
okay? And I've been there. When you have a hard time dealing with your own emotions, it's going to be harder for you to relate and create that space for other people if you haven't lended that to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Yep, yep. And it, it ain't <laughs> okay. So now, now let's talk a little bit about mindfulness. Yeah, okay. lighten it up a little bit. we got to lighten it a little bit. So mindfulness is the continuous awareness of our thoughts, feelings, surrounding environment, um, and allowing yourself to experience those thoughts, feelings, and emotions without judging yourself. Mm-hmm. Moreover, not allowing how you feel in that moment to define who you are for the rest of your life, okay? Mm-hmm. Emotions come and go and can be a response to someone or some things mm-hmm. uh, output uh, in need of response. Hashtag, remember, we are all energy. Hello? Okay? <laughs> Now, to be honest, address the elephant in the room. By that, I mean accept where you are and how you are feeling without judgment. This is super important because, as Ma just explained, everyone just isn't going to embrace or accept you for who you are and where you are at that moment. It's just the truth, right? Now, this can be just as equally serve as a reminder to tend to your own mental health self-care routine, okay? Because while you can, yeah, go to therapy, right? Those are options. Or perhaps maybe you have a friend or two or a little groupie, a group, you know, of y'all that come together and stand by each other's side in those time of need. But think about it like that. What do you do if something changes, if those dynamic changes, if finances changes, if things just aren't available the way that they used to be? Things change all the time, right? It's the only constant in life, right? So, or on the other side, what if it never comes? What if you don't get that group of friends? What if you don't have that one friend? Um, What if something tragic happens? Whatever the case may be, right? What are you going to do? Now, with that in mind, after all, right, our mental health is, to be honest, really our responsibility. And we have to show up and do the work, right? Even and especially if no one is watching, okay? Because again, you can go to the therapy, you can have the friends and have the vent sessions, and you guys can come together and kubaya, cry it out, right? But at the same time, what if those things change, but also it still requires you to do work, You still have to show up even after the therapy session is over. You're not just healed after that therapy session. It's a continuum. You have to continue put in the work. Now, one way to do that is by accepting your reality as truth in the moment. And especially when you're in that moment of a mental hurdle, it's just accepting again where you are. Now, I often welcome my anxiety in by not ignoring it and seeking out the source of the stimuli instead of distracting myself from it. Because again, anxiety is a way for your body to communicate to you about something that is maybe deep down, repressed, or there was a trigger. What just happened prior to that that feeling in your chest before the shortness of breath, the turning in your stomach, however anxiety, for example, or even depression, whatever the case may be, shows up in your life. What happened before that that might have triggered it? Take a step back and just dig into it because it is your body communicating to you at the end of the day. So listen to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, mindfulness is something that we all possess, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it occurs on a moment-to-moment basis. Um, and today we're going to discuss some strategies um, that you can tap into. Mindfulness reminds us to be present. Hashtag wake up, okay? Mm-hmm. 
Mindfulness requires that you utilize wisdom so that you uh, become more self-understanding and not too hard on yourself. Yep. Mindfulness is the self-regulation of your attitude mm. in that moment with openness and acceptance. Folks, we, we out here preaching today, okay? Oh. We really out here. We really out here preaching today, man. I love it. We here to help. I, that's it. That's it. This is just therapy, if you will, for y'all as it is for us. The whole thing, we ain't better. We still working through all of these things. But it's important to have these discussions, right? So, I, honestly, what you just said, Ma, I couldn't agree, you know, anymore. I mean, I'm right there with you 100% because mindfulness is really all about, again, presence, right? But also honoring your intuition, okay? Honoring, again, what your body is communicating with you, those signals. Honoring what spirit is putting in you at that moment, what you need to know, right? There has to be a moment and moments, to be honest, all right, in your day when you call back your energy, okay, where you pull on back, okay, where you unplug and unwind, all right, and so that you can really be here in the here and the now and have a clear understanding of what's going on in you and around you, right? Now, this allows you to bask in gratitude, okay? Mima's been talking a lot about the energy of contentment, not complacency, but contentment. You can return to that place also, right? You know, because it is about just being content and honest with your presence, with your reality, where you are. And to be honest, here's a little bonus point. By taking this time out to be more present, it also really does act as a way to activate and heal your heart chakra, your heart space. It really does. It even can work on your root chakra with your security here on earth. It goes all the way that deep, right? Now, this is really a moment for you to embrace yourself with yourself, okay, um, with an open, clear, and honest scope of, again, who you are, where you are, and even still being hopeful and eager for what's to unfold that's on the horizon type of thing, right? Come on. Yeah. Well, speaking of moments, <laughs> according to the Mayo Clinic, uh, some mindfulness strategies include paying attention, living in the moment, Hello. accepting you, deep breathing exercises, and meditation. Yes, but we also got some other ones, okay? If those don't really rock with mm-hmm. you too much, we got some other ways to kind of spice it up, okay? Now, here are some of my current and all-time favorite mindfulness practices that aren't so basic and mundane, right? Um, lo-fi and or chill hop music. I won't go too deep into this one because we do have a really juicy episode coming up in the near future so check out be here wait for that but um what i will say is that chill hop music really does touch you for real on a deeper level without ever needing to say a word to inflict such deep feelings okay now second to that i would say is being in the sun regardless if i'm taking a routine walk or out and about running errands being in the warmth of the sun really helps you know stripping away whatever feelings um i may be having at that time now i also really do enjoy a quiet moment meditating in the sun right have it directly beaming down on me when i do have some spare time i do enjoy that as well and as a nice last little tidbit here i'm going to leave you guys with the last one being taking a hot shower but while in the dark now that's something i've been doing these past couple months has been incredibly therapeutic for me and now i know that may seem a little strange because i did add the in the dark portion but to be honest don't knock it until you try it 
Um, there's something so raw, really, about having the hot water coming down on you while you're in the darkness and having it really wash away whatever you're feeling while still feeling very serene and calm and really present with your thoughts. It's just really therapeutic. So highly, highly check that out as well. Well, I'm with you on that, honey, because I, I love the infamous shower uh, bath for myself. Oh, my gosh, okay. yes. Yes, I love my shower bath. Time. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I've also personally benefited from grounding. Um, it's a practice that reconnects you back with nature and yep. can be achieved by just taking your shoes off in the grass and, of course, touching in or hugging a tree. People okay. call it earthing now. Yeah, that, that, okay, that's the, that, that's the new term for it. Um, y'all, we spend a lot of time on our tech devices, uh, so you got to get yourself some nature. For okay? sure. Um, stretching when uh, you feel that tension setting in. Stress can become trapped in your muscles, so stretching is a great way to unlock it and release it. For sure. Um, and lastly, uh, the use of some essential oils like lavender mm. because uh, they do provide um, stress relief, okay? Mm, that could be a combo because you could put that like essential oils in the shower, in the bath. Honey, you can all really that. do it up, okay? Yeah, you can really just I love that. leave all the stress, okay? <laughs> and, and some benefits to mindfulness include uh, a reduction in stress anxiety, pain, depression, insomnia, and hypertension. Mm-hmm. So meditation can also be used to improve your attention span, decrease job burnout, improve mm. sleep, and control diabetes. Yeah, it's really important to include some mindfulness hobbies. I mean, whatever that looks like, be it it's even journaling, like we didn't name that, but there's so many ways. There's so many ways you can approach. To just unwind, um, to relax, yeah. to be present. Because what it is, is trying to strip away all that stimuli. Again, we're really overstimulated, not going get into it but we really got to take the time to pull away to really defrag and be still these are acts to allow you to be still and just embrace where you are and think clear really Mm -hmm. to be honest yes that's true so now that we've discussed mindfulness let's talk about hobbies because i know you've been waiting for this hey 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 you know i love some hobbies baby so hobbies should be an activity that you thoroughly enjoy and can find yourself always returning back to regardless if you're having an ideal or not so ideal mental health day okay i have a few here that i um you know tend to hold near and dear to my heart and i really want to share with you guys today in hopes that it'll also inspire you now my number one all-time favorite of course is gaming okay all right we're gonna get into that in a later episode also so be on the lookout for that um but i'm both a cozy and chaotic gamer which really just means that i play very cute and colorful puzzle platformers one moment and then the next okay i'll be duking it out in whatever is the hottest first person shooter okay that's just my thing mm-hmm. <laughs> so gaming is a big part of my mental health um strengthening it um accepting it um soothing it whatever the case may be and um i just love it it's just a great hobby alone and with friends whatever the case may be now i will also say that's second to that to be honest it's just my spiritual practices um for me that is a hobby because i could be conjuring one moment okay um but i can also just be tending to my altar decorating it giving um um, um, offerings um meditating praying whatever the case may be so my altar is pretty important hence the podcast that would be a part of that process as well right Mm -hmm. or even pulling some cards for the day for the week to do a nice check-in cards pulling cards be a tarot oracle is really good to really kind of check in especially with your subconscious mind okay um so i love doing that as well 
well. And then, you know, or just giving thanks, just having gratitude um, for, you know, my team even being with me, point blank, period, right? Um, The whole experience is incredibly therapeutic for me. So those are like the top two, to be honest. I was trying to come up with a third, but like those are like my main hobbies and also just like mental health practices that just really work for me, to be honest. Well. Thanks for sharing yeah, those, honey. Um, when, we're, when we're talking about hobbies, family, uh, simply put, they are your personal interests that uh, you engage in yeah. when you are not at work. Um, and if you don't already have a hobby or two, uh, then you need to get yourself some ASAP. That's why I said I hope this inspires you. Because mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. I talk a lot about folks that I've ran into, um, friends, associates, whatever the case may be, or even lovers that just didn't have hobbies. And that soon became an issue for me as I've gotten older. So if you're in the dating market, that's something that you want to make sure that they got some hobbies also. Mm -hmm. We all got to have other things that we're doing outside of just going to work because we tend to just throw ourselves in that aspect of our life. Um, Or or we're throwing ourselves also in our friendship circles and groups, but we're not really leaving a lot for ourselves, right? You can do hobbies with other people, but you also want to have some hobbies that you do do for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also like to add that regardless of your work location or environment, your hobbies are where you go to recharge and to be honest, to find out just more about yourself and your personal interests, right? This is your personal time alone from others um, and any, you know, especially if you're in a form of a relationship or partnership or family obligations, kids, whatever the case may be, this is something for you. So make time for that, you know? All right. Um, That's important that you do make time for your hobbies. Yeah. Know that hobbies are important to bring joy to your life by providing fun things for you to do during your leisure time. According to skilledatlife.com, there are advantages to having hobbies as they make you more interesting Mm -hmm. um, as uh, you have experiences to share with others. Mm -hmm. They also help to relieve stress by taking your mind off of the everyday hustle. They teach you to be patient, y'all. And they prevent bad habits, um, increase your knowledge, and much more. Much more. Hobbies are good for the soul. Point blank period. Gotta have something else going on. Um, Hobbies are essential to me, like I've already mentioned, primarily because, to be honest, um, there was a time where I didn't have them, to be honest. I didn't prioritize having hobbies. Um, And, like, while shopping is, you know, can be a hobby for some and can be therapeutic, um... To be honest, we want to have other things outside of that, right? So now with me being a bit older now, I really do enjoy my hobbies alone, but I also enjoy actually having folks who I can also share the same and or similar interests with. I've also started planning for hobbies that I can pick up for certain seasons of the year. For example, this fall and winter, I plan to start uh, crocheting while also saving certain movies, animes, and even shows for that time of the year also. Let me ask y'all, do y'all also strategize your hobbies per season? Of course, I want to hear from you guys. Sounds good. Well, in conclusion, family, mindfulness is the knowing of how you feel. There's power in knowing how you feel so that you can overcome negative emotions and temper positive emotions so that you can enjoy them longer. A huge aspect of your personal mental health and well-being would be to practice mindfulness and definitely have some hobbies that you enjoy. Yep. 
We thank y'all for listening to today's podcast episode, uh, family. We blog our podcast episodes on YouTube, so you can check us out there. Also, be sure to check out our blog by clicking the URL provided in the show notes posted uh, there weekly. Yes. Alrighty, guys. So, you already know we are two suitcases with a Z. That's going to be on Twitter as well as Instagram. We are also on your favorite streaming platforms such as rss.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Listen Notes, Deezer, and Stitcher. And also, family, if you're wanting to come hang out with me, you can catch me weekly over on my YouTube channel, which is One Crummy Gamer, for all your gaming needs, vibes, and cozy chaoticness. <laughs> Cute. Well, well we, we love, love you, family, family. and we are.